The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoopball NBA DFS Today podcast. My name is Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am solo tonight with our listeners here at Hoopball and our DFS show and uh, look forward to going over a really uh, cool six-game slate. Uh, it is Monday night right now. We're finishing up uh, the games this evening. I'm having a, a terrific night. Was sitting at uh, 371.9 fantasy points and still have Bowman and Pascal out there for Golden State. So it looks like a real profitable night. I know I, I got quite a few tweets from uh, listeners uh, just ecstatic about their lineups tonight. I think. Uh, uh, Mr. Apatry and I really nailed uh, nailed it last night. It was one of our, our more on the on the money nights with uh, our takes on guys. So I'd love to have those. You know, there's certainly nights when you want to uh, bury your head in the sand, but uh, tonight's one of those ones we can definitely celebrate, and we seem to be having a lot of those. So it is awesome. Uh, before I get started, uh, just real quickly want to thank our presenting sponsor which is, of course, Fantasy Draft. They're the only rake-free fantasy site in the world, and you, they have the best contests. You could join their $30,000 pick and roll every day or their uh, $7,500 layup. That's only $5 to enter. And uh, go to fantasydraft.com if you haven't already. Sign up. Use the, the promo code HOOPBALL, all one word, and you get uh, seven days free membership, up to $1,000 in contests, and then join. And I'll tell you, you save a ton of money uh, with the rake-free action. It is awesome. And tomorrow, which is Tuesday when more, most of you will be listening to this, uh, in the afternoon, our Coaches Challenge will post. And that is my most exciting thing of the week. I am dying to do well in that, and I plan on kicking ass in it tomorrow for sure. Definitely enter. It's a $2 entry. You can enter up to six times, and there's a cap on how many people can get in, uh, and we, we expect it to fill. So uh, I'll send out tweets tomorrow uh, when it posts. It's usually mid to late afternoon uh, because it's the Wednesday card. And uh, so, you know, definitely jump in that coach's challenge. It is sponsored by Fantasy Draft. Everything that goes into the tournament is paid out. There's no rake. And uh, you also, if you win it, you get free swag from Fantasy Draft, shirt or hat or whatever uh, the cool swag is that they have. So look forward to everybody joining that. Also want to thank some of our other sponsors for their uh, – a part in bringing this show to you uh, seven days a week, free content, and uh, that would be manscaped.com. Uh, go to their website and sign, uh, sign up also with the promo code HOOPBALL, 
and uh, get free delivery and up to 20% off your order. Also, mybookie.ag, jump on there, sign up. Uh, they, they will take all of your wagers. They're the best uh, book in the industry online. Love them. Got to get on there and play some mybookie.ag. Also, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company, our uh, premier sponsor from day one that is a big, big part of HoopBall uh, since the very beginning. So we want to definitely thank Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee and uh, get on Amazon, order up some of that. It is the best that you will drink. I promise you that. All right. Six-game slate all by myself tonight. Uh, and so we get to go after it. Uh, the very first game of the night uh, is a 7 p.m. Eastern game. It is the Indiana Pacers at the Charlotte Hornets. And, uh, you know, the big news here, obviously, uh, first of all, before I even start, let me just go over this as well. You know, make sure that you listen uh, and plug into uh, Twitter and hoop-ball.com forums uh, all day tomorrow, all the way up until uh, lock, because any changes, anybody that's sitting, anybody that's been counted in, all of that stuff that happens the next day, uh, you know, prior to uh, lock, you, you got to get that information because without that, you know, you you can't afford one player. Uh, can can really uh, sink your your roster. So you, you got to have that updated information. So you know, follow us on Twitter at Hoopball Fantasy and follow me at Joe Sarvati, J O E S A R V A D I, and uh, you know, throughout the day. Hopefully, you listen to this pod on your way to work in the morning or during a break or lunch break, and then click into Twitter and follow us there. And it, it, like I said, at hoop-ball.com, uh, the, the DFS forum thread, because you got to get the updates. And the reason I started there is because as I was going into that first game with, with Indiana, that news is going to be extremely important. And it is with uh, Demontis Sabonis. You know, is he going to play or not, uh, you know, is, is a big question. And that certainly shuffles uh, the whole entire aspect of things for that game. So you definitely, uh, you know, want to check on that to see uh, what's going to happen with his uh, availability uh, in that ball game against Charlotte. Um, Malcolm Brogdon has been on a tremendous roll. His salary's up a little bit, um, but, you know, it's certainly worth a look uh, just because of the, the groove that he's in. If Sabonis is ruled out, the other guy also that I think you have to take a, a big consideration on is T.J. Warren. Uh, he has really stepped up and and done uh, a great job, a, a really uh, solid job taking the key shots. He and Brogdon uh, have been fantastic. Um, those are two guys you need to consider against Charlotte without question. Uh, there will be a lot of play, I think, uh, that goes to Goga. Uh, Goga Batazdi, the, the rookie, he uh, got a decent run, and he is a good fantasy points per minute guy. I just don't know, even with Sabonis and Turner out, if he's going to get more than about a 25-minute run. So, uh, you know, he he played hard, but his he was a big disappointment for those that rostered him last time out. 
Uh, so I think it's just a little too risky on this sort of uh, good six-game slate to, to play. The other guy, Jeremy Lamb, same thing. You know, he is not afraid to chuck it up there, but uh, inconsistent, especially in the ancillary uh, categories where you can gain some points in steals, assists, that kind of thing. So from the in- Indiana side, I am going to focus on Brogdon and uh, Warren, but we have to stay very uh, aware of what the Sabonis news is because that that's very important. On the Charlotte side of the ball, um, you know, they've been a, a very tough team to figure this year and very hard to count on in DFS. Uh, Devontae Graham, his salary has been going up a little bit. He's He's been solid and getting a good run at point. Uh, he was great when he was uh, dirt cheap. Uh, you know, I rostered him a couple of times at the minimum, but, you know, now it's getting a little bit tougher uh, with his salary. So I, I get it if if you're considering him. I, I'm not sure I'm going to plug him in there. Rogier has been starting to, uh, you know, raise the level of his game. He's been getting used to playing the, the two a little bit and starting to uh, – uh, get there, but not quite enough to pay off value in, in my mind. Uh, Dwayne Bacon's coming off a great game. Again, super inconsistent. You know, he has some really great games, some just average games. Uh, so it's hard uh, to roster him as well. Uh, Miles Bridges has been a disappointment. I would steer clear of him. He's not shooting the ball well from the field whatsoever or from three. Uh, been very inconsistent and, in, you know, being rotated quite a bit. Uh, the, the shine is coming off of P.J. Washington a little bit. He started off like gangbusters that first two or three games, uh, first two specifically. And, you know, he's been consistent and he's been okay. Uh, again, his va- value hasn't been quite the same as his price has gone up a little bit. Uh, certainly somebody you want to keep an eye on. Uh, but but not sure he's he's the best play. Um, one guy for the very first time this year that I am going to consider tomorrow is Cody Zeller. And I know it seems sort of bizarre, but you know with the shorthandedness of the the front court uh, for the Pacers, uh, Zeller is solid. I mean he has had some very good uh, games where he's had a, a, a high output. And, uh, you know, being a home game for Charlotte, uh, you know, I think Zeller is definitely worth a play. And, you know, I don't expect his ownership to be anything uh, fantastic. All right, uh, let's move on to game two. Interesting game, not a game I'm going to target. The over-under is going to be low. I don't expect the pace to be high. And I think there's blowout possibilities. And that's the Boston Celtics at Cleveland Cavaliers. That's the other seven o'clock game. Um, yeah, you know that this is one where it's it's a buyer beware type of situation, uh, you know, because you just don't know what the minutes are going to be. Cleveland is not that good at all. Uh, Boston is is putting it together. Jalen Brown is still out, so he's not going to play. Uh, Kemba's certainly turning it up a couple notches. Um, Jason Tatum is uh, has been solid. Uh, consistently. Uh, The other guys have been a little up and down. You know, Marcus Smart has thrown in a few games that have been good. Gordon Hayward, again, up and down. 
also, there's no value really at center because Tice was getting a lot of minutes there, but Cantor is back for that game on Tuesday. So I, I believe they'll uh, divvy up uh, the, the uh, minutes there. So, you know, I, I can see the, the Kemba side, especially going against the young guards of Cleveland. They're not that good, good defensively. Uh, so I am going to consider Kemba. However, you know, again, I, I'm concerned more so that Boston uh, blows them out and Kemba doesn't get uh, enough runs. So, you know, he's not going to be 100% plug and play for me, but I am going to fire him up in some lineups uh, without question. On the Cleveland side of the ball, it's uh, uh, interesting. They, they have uh, Kevin Love has been just crushing it, man. He has been absolutely terrific. Uh, I, I just I'm not going to go that direction in this game. His salary's up there, and Boston's just such a good team defense. They'll rotate some some tough players on him, and I think uh, you know he he may have a tough time reaching value at at such a high cost. Um, Tristan Thompson's been up and down uh, as well. He's had some really solid uh, rebounding games. Uh, again, I don't think this Boston matchup favors him. Uh, and the guards are just all chopping it up between Gar- Garland, Sexton, Clarkson, and even Knights getting in there some. So, uh, you know, again, this, this is a big fade game for me, all, all told, other than, than uh, maybe Kemba. Uh, and, and really, that's it. I think you, you don't want to stack anybody from this game for sure. Uh, on a slate where there are definitely some better uh, options. All right, uh, the 7.30 Eastern uh, Standard Time game is the Spurs at the Hawks. And uh, Trey Young is going to be back tomorrow from all reports, uh, which definitely changes the pace of play and changes sort of the the whole dynamics uh, of the game, really. John Collins is dinged up a little bit. He is uh, a question mark, so that's one you definitely need to follow uh, tomorrow. Um, uh, Alex Lenz even dinged up a little bit. Uh, Evan Turner's still out. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. You know, depending on how all of that rolls out tomorrow, if Collins and Len are out, Jabari Parker is a a play I think you got to make tomorrow. So, again, it's going to be dependent on what takes place as far as, uh, you know, who's going to be ruled in and ruled out. But, you know, put a star next to Jabari Parker. And, you know, if he's the, the starting four and going to get 30 to 35 minutes, he is a DFS a points per minute monster. So you want to consider him for sure. Um how much does Trey Young go? Is he going to be an option? I don't know. At his salary right now, I'm not going to go that direction. I can't imagine being a young team and he, he being such a young player uh, and also going against the tough Spurs defense. Uh, I just, I'm not going to go uh, Trey Young at all. But, uh, you know, for those that have been riding his 50 and 60 point fantasy nights i I understand but uh, not a direction uh that i'm gonna go uh regarding as far as the the rest of the atlanta players you know i think you're gonna see a splitting of minutes between a bunch of guys uh bembry reddish uh herder hunter 
Um, you know, those guys are all going to uh, get some run. Nobody that I would, I would, uh, you know, roster uh, on any of my DFS lineups, way too risky, especially in cash games. Uh, so for me, really, you know, under the, if Colin sits specifically, I'm definitely going to fire up Parker. Um, I may fire up Parker anyway, even if Collins doesn't sit, uh, just because he's cheap and he will put up some fantasy points. Uh, that's it for me on the Atlanta side, even though they're a pace, a good pace team, Spurs will definitely slow them down a little bit and, uh, cause some issue there, I believe. Um, on the Spurs side, you know, it's a little bit different story, uh, in the sense that they get to play in a, a pace up game against Atlanta. Atlanta's not the best defensive team in the league, um, but the Spurs will control pace in this game. I think that they will slow down Atlanta more than Atlanta will speed them up. And, you know, that gives me a little cause of concern. Also, you know, Pop's being Pop. He's rotating, you know, 10, 11 guys. He's not overplaying anybody. Uh, you know, Murray, White, Forbes, Mills, Bellinelli, all those guys are getting minutes. Uh, you know, it's very frustrating if, if you play one of those guys like Murray or, or White or Forbes and, you know, you sit there just chewing your, your fingers because they play 20, 23 minutes and they're, they're just not going to make value. Uh, so I can't go there. Um, DeRozan, you know, and Aldridge are always options to play. They're certainly not getting anywhere near the usage that they did last year. And, you know, they, they would make value a lot and make a lot of my lineups last year. Um, you know, if they fit your build, I, you know, I'd use one or the other. I think they both have equal opportunity here to do decently against Atlanta. Uh, I almost lean more towards Aldridge just because of the front line problems uh, with Atlanta and they're, they're being short bodies there. Uh, LaMarcus with that mid-range, deadly mid-range game can certainly put up enough uh, fantasy points uh, to to help a lineup. But, you know, he's more of a mid-range price guy and certainly, you know, wouldn't be a bad guy to put in your builds. There's no doubt about it. Um, other than that, though, you know, Lyles, Gay, all those guys, uh, Damari, Carroll, Pirtle, they're all getting minutes, but not really DFS relevant. Uh, just not going to be, uh, you know, good enough to make my lineup. So uh, really from the, you know, from the San Antonio game side, you know, Aldridge with maybe DeRozan if he fits uh, the small forward build on your lineup. Uh, but not a game that I'm going to target uh, by any stretch. All right, uh, halfway through, three games to go. Just another quick mention, you know, uh, we are sponsored by Fantasy Draft, and we appreciate them uh, being our presenting sponsor. Get in the Coaches Challenge. Uh, it'll post uh, tomorrow afternoon, best two bucks you'll spend for your week. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's a it's a real flat payoff, so you're generally going to always get something uh, back. I mean, I finished in the middle of the pack uh, both weeks. I think I got $5 and $4 back. So, you know, I was hoping to have a lot more bragging rights than that, but uh, not quite yet. But maybe this is the week. So jump in there. 
Um, go to fantasydraft.com if you haven't signed up already and use the promo code HoopBall uh, and get that going. Um, remember that you can hear our, our there's our, our sponsor, or our, uh, our chance, the uh, mascot of the DFS show, making his presence known a little bit here. Uh, all right, chance. Um, all right, back. Back to this. I was stating that you can listen to our podcast anywhere uh, podcasts are heard. Uh, tune in to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, YouTube. You name it, we are there. And we are uh, seven days a week. You can find us. Just uh, search. If you, if you just search DFS Today Podcast, we're going to come up. Uh, you don't even have to put the NBA in there. Uh, you're going to find us. Uh, we do ask that you take just a couple of seconds. It means a lot to us, uh, you know, to mark five stars, likes, any positive reviews, uh, thumbs up. You know, all of that stuff really uh, keeps our sponsors happy, and we certainly appreciate it. Um, definitely stay in touch with us throughout the day tomorrow on Twitter. These shows work best in conjunction with staying up to speed the next day. You know, all the responses I'm getting on Twitter are saying, you know, people are listening to the shows, they're starting to build their lineups, they're getting a, a shell idea of what they want to build, then they're following the news to see any changes that go on throughout the day, and they're fine-tuning things right down to, to lock, and they're, they're finding that they're having a lot more consistency and a lot more profit uh, across the board. So, you know, we've, we've had only had a couple – Losing nights between preseason and the regular season so far. Uh, so, you know, we're turning a profit. Manage that bankroll. Don't bet more than 10 or 15% of your bankroll uh, on any of the sites uh, each night. And just build that up. You build it up, build it up, build it up. And then maybe you hit a, a, a big GPP uh, like I did last Wednesday on the $1,500 tournament. Um, you know, and then, then you got a nice little nest egg there to build on. Uh, you can take a few shots at some, some good head to heads, uh, but you got to be smart with it. You, you know, you can't be uh, lackluster, not disciplined, or, uh, you know, it's not going to work out for you. Treat it like a side business, uh, side investment, and, and that's what's going to work out uh, uh, for the most profitable. But uh, do, do follow us on Twitter tomorrow. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E. S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Uh, our other two DFS hosts, at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And then uh, our man, Andrew, is at Language Olympic, uh, just like it sounds. And again, at Hoopball Fantasy. Uh, also, hoop-ball.com forums. Just click on the, the forum DFS thread. And our guys, Miles and Andy, are updating that stuff real time throughout the day. They do a great job and definitely, uh, you know, follow them. And then when, you know, when you're on there at hoop-ball.com, uh, sign up for our premium package. We have so many live shows and pods and everything going on. It's one-stop shop for all kinds of fantasy basketball, NBA fantasy basketball of any kind, whether you're in year long leagues, head to head dynasty, you're doing DFS, a combination of all of it. Uh, you know, really, you don't have to go anywhere else but hoop-ball.com. So 
Uh, we look forward to seeing you there. All right, let's finish this slate up. Games four, five, and six. The eight, another eight p.m. Uh, game. The Lakers at the Chicago Bulls. Interesting game. Um, Chicago has certainly stumbled out of the gates and looked uh, very shaky. And again, this this is one of those games. Uh, even though it's at Chicago, that I fear blowout possibilities here. Uh, L.A. seems to be uh, really getting a little bit more into a groove. And like I say, Chicago has really been stumbling. Um, Wendell Carter is a game-time decision. He missed the last game, so that's not going to help uh, if he's out of there. But keep an eye on him. Uh, I have Otto Porter here listed as a game-time decision as well. Um, uh, certainly want to keep an eye with him as well. He's been on a minutes restrict restriction also. Um, I'm not going to play anybody on the Chicago side. I'll just come straight out and say it. You know, the only guy that I've played a few times this year, and he's done pretty well, is Zach Levine. But, you know, with L.A.'s uh, defensive backcourt. They have a couple of strong defenders uh, that I think can split time and get up uh, and give Levine some trouble. Um, you know, and, and that's something uh, that's a concern. Now, you know, Bradley is dinged up. He's questionable. Uh, that hurts a little bit, but Danny Green does such a great job defensively. And I think he'll just uh, check the daylights out of Levine and, and just make him uh, a non a non issue, um, you know. So that's it on the Chicago side. I just I just don't have interest there, and I know I'm. Seems like I'm not recommending as many guys as I usually do. I think the the pool of recommendations that I have is a little lower than normal. You know, it seemed like tonight's game, Monday night, we had all the fast paced, uh, high octane uh, teams, and you know it was hard to minimize the guys that I was selecting, but, you know, uh, the, the Tuesday night slate is the opposite. You got a lot of, uh, slow down, grind it out, some good defensive, some mismatches, and all of that creates, uh, you know, definitely tougher choices to make. So I think, you know, I'll, I'm trying, I'll try to continue to round up a good core of players, uh, that we've touched on so far and will in these final games that you can build your team around. And then we're going to have to fill in those ancillary pieces as the news comes out tomorrow based on value, like the Jabari Parkers, uh, you know, and guys like that. So, uh, you know, and if Wendell Carter sits, you know, then Laurie Markkinen comes more into play uh, uh, for me and, and is a possibility on the Chicago side, just from a usage and opportunity standpoint. So, uh all right, let's look on the L.A. side of the ball then. Um, obviously, you know, do you spend up? Uh, a lot of got, people have been spending up for LeBron uh, and Davis. It's, it's very difficult to spend up for both, and I find a little too risky, especially in a game like this against the Bulls where they have the, the possibility of blowing them out. Um you know, you really sort of get to pick here. I think it's certainly smart if if you feel that James or Davis, whichever one's going to have uh, a, a better game, I think you use one of them in your core build. I think it's 
uh, a lot of the winning lineups are going to either have Davis or James in it. Um, and I think they're both going to do well in this matchup. Um, you know, I like Davis a little stronger than LeBron. He is going to be the highest uh, salaried guy on the board. You know, if you want to save a little bit, you can you can pivot to James. But I just don't see anybody from the Chicago side that's going to remotely be able to stop AD. And uh, he's playing great, man. He's he's also ratcheting it up on defense. He's been blocking a bunch of shots. He leads the NBA in blocks right now. That's the, you know that's the kind of uh, game that he's playing. You know he he has made it known publicly that his his goal is to win Defensive Player of the Year, which uh, I'm not sure if everybody you know had heard that. And he's showing it on the floor. You know blocks, steals. He's he's doing a tremendous job. So AD will be an anchor uh, for me in in my builds. But uh, have no problem if you pivot to, to LeBron. Uh, as far as the other uh, Lakers go, you know, if, if you need one value guy that you have to plug into your lineup um, that's going to help, you know, make salary for you, I think you can look at Dwight Howard. Um, he's, uh, he had a great game the last game, and he's putting up a double-double in 15, 18 minutes. So, you know, if he gets the 25-minute run, uh, he can certainly smash his value. Uh, another guy that's getting a big rotational minutes for them that's super cheap is Alex Caruso. I like him as, like, last guy in to make, you know, allow you to buy up in a different spot. Uh, he's getting decent minutes off the bench. Rondo's still out. Bradley's questionable. And I think uh, Caruso's going to get a, a decent enough run, uh, certainly, and doesn't have to get much of one to pay his value. So there's another guy uh, that could be one of those uh, strategic ancillary parts that you fit in. All right, game five, Orlando Magic, Oklahoma City Thunder. It's an 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time game. Um, definitely a little nerve-wracking game here because Orlando – is the slowest paced team in the league. They're 30th, and uh, they're playing at OKC. OKC does play decent defense as well. Um, there's a good possibility that um, Adams is back, which helps anchor them defensively also. Uh, and it looks like maybe Noel uh, might be out. Um, on that side of the ball, he uh, got injured in the last game. Uh, but again, you need, you know, we need to keep the, the news on both of those guys. Um, you know, I've, I've rostered uh, Shea more than anybody else, I think, other than Drummond. I've rostered Drummond every day but one. I think Shea, uh, Shea maybe is the same every day but one. And uh, he just he makes value all the time. He really does. I, and I like him again. I, I just don't see why there's any reason to, to fade him. He's their go-to guy. Uh, you know, Gallinari's a veteran. Chris Paul's a veteran. Those two guys were supposed to be the two go-to guys, and, and Shea was supposed to be the third guy that, that worked his way in. But uh, Shea's been the man. He's taking more shots than anybody. He's go-to. He's getting a lot of minutes. Uh, you know, he's up towards the – in the top ten of minutes played. Uh, his usage is good. And, I you know, I don't – I think uh, Orlando's 
Two-guard defense has been solid at all. Fournier's not a good defender, in my opinion. So, you know, I'm firing up Shea across the board. He's going to be one of my lock plays uh, tomorrow for for sure. Um, I don't believe Chris Paul's really worth salary or Gallinari. They're, they both have the capacity to put up decent numbers, but in a slow slow down pace like they're going to face with Orlando, uh, I just don't see a need to go there. And, and like I said, the Adams-Noel situation uh, with both of them being dinged is nothing that I want to even get close to. Um, on the Orlando side of the ball, um, you know, you got to consider Vukovic. He also has been playing somewhat uninspired ball, though, this year. Certainly not even close to his numbers, usage, or output as he, as he had. And he is expensive. So I'm probably not going to go there. But, you know, uh, with some of the issues at Oklahoma City, if for some reason Adams and Noel are out, then you got to play him because uh, it's going to be hard to, uh, you know, stop him from the Oklahoma City side. So, again, very news-related uh, there. Uh, Mo Bamba's not, you know, worth it. He's been on a minutes restriction. They've been super cautious with him uh, as well. The other guys have just been massively inconsistent, and I just, you know, I- I've seen people roster Gordon and Isaac and Fournier and a little bit of Fultz and a little bit of Augustine, and they're just – there's no consistency there. They've been a slow-paced team all year. Uh, like I say, OKC is decent enough defensively, even though they're playing faster. So, you know, everybody that Orlando plays is a pace up. So it's not like this is going to be uh, any different, and they just really haven't been uh, taking advantage of that. Uh, not really uh, impressed by Orlando's game uh, whatsoever, and uh, I'm not touching any of these guys unless the bigs are out for OKC and, and I decide to dial up Book. But uh, but that's it for that game for me. It's pretty slim pickings. Um, I'm interested in this, this 9 o'clock game. This has a lot of intrigue to me. The last game on the slate is the Miami Heat at the Denver Nuggets. So you've got one of the fastest teams in the league in the Heat and one of the slowest teams in the league, the Nuggets, and it's in Denver in the high altitude. Miami's coming off just beating the living daylights yesterday, which when you listen, this will be two days ago, uh, uh, out of the uh, the Houston Rockets. I mean, they were up like 34-4 to four and just murdered them. And they're, they're gelling. They're playing really good ball. Uh, they look good across the board. Now, this game just is going to be just very intriguing because of the different types of uh, games here that they play. Um, Even though Miami's fast-paced, they have some defensive stoppers. I mean, Butler's just a monster defensively, uh, and and Bam, really nice job. Uh, Winslow's a game-time decision. I think I read that he's looking more like he may play, which really helps their scenario. Um, you know, Kendrick Nunn, uh, is coming off his worst game of the year, really his first real dud that he put up there, but he was in foul trouble and just out of sync and, and they blew Houston out. Hero's been very consistent. My man, Duncan Robinson, man, I, I've been riding this guy at minimum price, uh, four times in a row and he has paid value. 
He went 8x one time. This last game, he was 7x. I mean, that dude can shoot. He's been starting. He's been getting great rotational minutes. But, you know, we need to check his price and see that it's not leaking up. That's my only concern there. Um, you know, I I like a lot of the guys on the Miami side. But, you know, it's, it's hard because you have to pick and choose. Uh, you know, you can't put everybody in your lineups here. But if Winslow's back, um, I think that pulls a little bit away from none, and I'm going to probably shun away from him. If Winslow's out, then I'm going to put none back in there because his playmaking role, uh, you know, he's starting at the point then and, and really uh, going to get some more assists and points there. So that's going to be dependent on who plays and who sits. Uh, you know, my favorite play plays on this uh, team or this game are Butler and Bam. Uh, I know they're more expensive guys, but, you know, uh, if you can put one of them in there, I think they're both worth it. I think Bam is just going to wreak havoc in the middle. Uh, not a good matchup for Jokic with, you know, Bam's combination of power and speed. Uh, obviously, Jokic is, is slow afoot and doesn't have a tendency to do as well against the super athletic centers. So I think Bam could have a big game, uh, really like him in this role. Uh, I don't believe Jokic will get him in a foul trouble. Uh, that's always a concern. Bam is susceptible to some fouls. That's always uh, something that, you know, you have to keep an eye on. But I just – I'm not expecting uh, that to happen in this scenario because Jokic will take – quite a few face-up outside shots that, uh, you know, uh, Bam doesn't need to contest as much as, as the paint shots. Uh, and Butler's just playing great ball. You know, I mean, he's he's all over the floor. He's going to contribute in every category, steals, assists, you name it. And, uh, you know, easily pays value often just because, you know, he's every category guy uh, plugging in those numbers. So, you know, if Duncan Robinson stays cheap, always an option to, to make, you know, that roster. You know, just putting a, a Duncan Robinson and and and, uh, and our Lakers uh, uh, point guard in there, um, you know, those guys, the, the two of them can be Alex Caruso. They can be such good value, you know, that, that can help you complete some really star-studded uh, – lineups, especially on fantasy draft where the positionality isn't nearly as important. So uh, certainly a guy to consider there, but I, you know, most of my focus is going to be on Butler and, and Autobio in this game for sure. Uh, on the Denver side of the ball, you know, I've been down on Jokic from the preseason and he, he's only uh, been paid value once uh, this season. He just he looks out of shape and uninspired, and for that, I'm you know reason I'm still not going to play him. I, I just don't see him uh, doing well against Bam or or, or some of the aggressive uh, Miami defenders uh, in the paint. So he's he's a pass. Millsap's been inconsistent. Plumley and Grant really haven't given him that much off the bench or Porter. Um, Will Barton is a game time decision. He's been hurt. Uh, he may sit. Tory Craig started in his place last time. He's not really a viable DFS uh, play. 
Uh, Jamal Murray is, you know, he's always a possibility, but he's just shooting the ball so terribly right now uh, that it's not even funny. But uh, definitely a guy that is a streak shooter and can get hot. Um, you know, I, I like the Miami defenders uh, on the perimeter, and uh, that makes me steer a little bit for Murray. Um, Gary Harris is another guy that, you know, if in the in the right situation, uh, can smash at times, but you know they are using a decent amount of guys there. Monte Morris, Malik Be- Beasley, uh, like I said, Tory Craig. They're all getting some run at the guard spots, and uh, you know that just uh, gives me a little angst in in going with any of them. So I'm I'm going to fade the Denver side. Uh, I just believe in the way Miami's playing right now. And I think, you know, Denver's slow down uh, and, and just, you know, the pace, lack of pace there and the splitting of minutes uh, just makes me uh, more in that spot. So, all right. I am uh, a little out of breath here going six games on my own, but uh, hopefully that gives you a good base. Actually, there was, you know, a decent amount of guys there, uh, some, some big salary guys. Uh, some mid-level pricing and and a couple of real value plays. But a lot of that is going to unlock with the news tomorrow. So, you know, I know I've mentioned it like five times and it's a a broken record, but, you know, tune in tomorrow, grab us on Twitter. I'll be on there all day uh, and and watch for that news because, you know, a Sabonis in or Sabonis out is a huge thing. Uh, An Adams in, an Adams out. I mean, those all the different ones that we mentioned today, are going to shift uh, your main build. So you want to keep up to date on those. But this, you know, hopefully this show uh, gives you a good base to start from, gives you a good idea of sort of what we're dealing with on the slate. It's like an opposite slate of what we had a Monday night, uh, you know, just a completely different group of teams uh, from speed and offense to more slowdown and defense. It's, it's, uh, it's fun. That's what makes DFS uh, great. I mean, it's uh, a lot of the pay lines uh, tonight were 370, 375. It was insane. Uh, with this group of teams, you, you're going to be able to cash at like 300. The 300 line is probably going to get it done, in my opinion. And that's a vast difference, you know, a 70-point swing, uh, you know, in, on a six-game slate one night to a six-game slate the next. But Again, that's all part of the strategy and, and, and helps, uh, you know, figure out how you want to put your builds together. So that is it. I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, tomorrow night I will be back on with Mike Apatria, and we'll be going over uh, the Monster Wednesday slate. Uh, that's always the biggest slate of the week pretty much, and it's also our Coach's Challenge Uh you know, games. Uh, so you definitely want to tune in uh, tomorrow to that show. So fantastic. Enjoyed it. I uh, hope, uh, hope uh, you, you make a lot of money uh, with some of this advice. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know how you're doing. And uh, I'd love to share the love there as well. So, all right. Well, thank you for joining me on uh, Hoopball NBA, NBA DFS today. Uh, for my two fellow partners in the DFS world, Micah Potry and Andrew Hansen, and our wizard behind the drapes, Dan Bespris. I am Coach. 
We will catch you again tomorrow as we look to crush it in NBA DFS. Have a good one. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.